there's a lot of themes going on, like you know, right. but t- I think that taking there's... chances and you know living your life to the fullest, and that's that's what the movie's about. It's not it's not a plot; it's a theme. Hello, and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Darren. Today, we're going to talk about a movie called Mind Game. This one is from 2004. It is a Japanese animated film. I bring that up because there are many movies that are of a similar name. So it's probably very easy to find the wrong one. This one was recommended to us on our, I believe it's on our Steam page, as something we might want to check out. Ratings, fairly good. IMDb, a 7.8. That's fairly solid. Metascore of 66 with only six reviews. (laughs) That can be pretty much just shoved aside but the rotten tomato score is the one that i really want to point out because this one is critics at 100 percent. wow now there are only 10 reviews for it so they consider that as being not enough to really say but that means that pretty much all 10 probably said this is worth watching mm-hmm. audience 93 percent, and there are over 3,300 people who wow gave that the review so there's something to this it's a little shocking to me because this movie is not for everybody. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of assuming that all the people who went into this review knew what they were getting into and this is the type of thing they like. I think the guy that made this as well, he's quite famous for his art style and his stories. Well, I've, not, I've not seen any of his other movies. I went into this completely blind. <laughs> let's talk about that because there are two directors listed on IMDb. One is Koji Morimoto. He's done segments for Robot Carnival, Memories, and The Animatrix. That would make sense. The director, too, was, again, pronunciation, I apologize, Masaki Yuasa, who did an Adventure Time episode. Okay. uh, Food Chain. (laughs) Oh, he did Food Chain. He did the remake of Devilman Crybaby that's on Netflix. And he's also a recent one that I haven't checked out yet, called Japan Sinks 2020. That is also a Netflix thing. So apparently he's gotten into Netflix. You may not know they're directing, but they have been animating on some stuff that I know you've seen, like Akira. Okay. Like some Studio Ghibli films. They've been on those crews, but as far as directing, they've done others. Those are just the names that I recognize. Sure. When it comes to this movie, I'm not sure how to recommend it, or even if I would. It is animated, but the style is very incongruous. It's very different all the way through. It's very choppy, yeah. It is, let's label it, not safe for work. And in fact, this episode that we're going to make is going to have to be because some of the things that happen, we're going to have to talk about, or it won't make any sense. Right. And I don't think you will have as much fun if I censor you out from some of the stuff (laughs) that I know you're going to want to talk about. There is one, I guess, if you need a trigger warning, a kind of rough sexual scene that I think that if you need that warning, there it is. But then, which is also then followed by one of the greatest sex scenes ever. (laughs) Well, I'm definitely going to disagree on that one. I I don't know what to say about this movie. I will say (laughs) this is one of the rare times where I think you listening to us might actually inspire you to want to watch it more than if we just tell you to go watch it. And I'm not sure how much we're giving away because the story is also very kind of incongruous. And when we get to the end, there's something about that as well. I don't want to say anything about it now, but it doesn't 
really matter. So yeah. <laughs> if you are not sure you want to watch this, if you want to hear just some of the craziness that goes on in this movie, then this is one of the few times I'm going to say, I'm really not worried about spoilers, but here is your spoiler warning just in case. Yeah. Let's get into this movie. So, <laughs> it's insane. It's mad, man. Like, it's, it's an hour and 43 minutes. minutes of just craziness. Yeah. It's like taking drugs and watching it unfold in front of your eyes. I'm glad that someone recommended this to me because I, I like this movie. Did you like it? Zero surprise you like this movie. <laughs> this is exactly your kind of movie. Did I like it? Not really. Uh, Not overall. I respect parts of it. I think that it is definitely original. Mm-hmm. And I will give it that. And I'm always up for an original experience. But I think that for me, the real indicator of do I like something when it comes to a movie is do I want to recommend it to people? Do I want to watch it again? And to both of those, it's pretty much a no. That's definitely a yes for me then, yeah. <laughs> the recommendations would have to go to people I know have seen other similar types of movies or similar crazy types of animation and enjoyed them. There are some bits of really good animation that happen here and some that are a whole style that just isn't my style. Mm. But for other people, they like it. It reminds me, the majority of it reminds me a bit of that cartoon about the really rude kid, but Jonggu. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Shinchan Jonggu. He's uh, that shaky, no shading, very flat. I mean, that that feels to me to be the majority of what's going on here. It's not my style. So it's already kind of a hard sell to begin with. And then the story itself is absolutely bonkers. I mean, what what there is of a story, I mean, the plot is very, very thin. I mean... Yes, and that's a problem for me. <laughs> I like plot. I like to be able to follow the story. I like to know what's going on. But is this worth a Gaps episode? Yes. I mean, that's why we're here. It's pretty crazy. Let's try to put it together. Mm. Honestly, <laughs> do, you, do you want to take the lead on this? Because you love this one, <laughs> or you at least really, really enjoyed it. And I, I would almost... I see that you have very organized, typed notes today. I so. just because I was when I was watching it, I could screen it over there and then type it rather than take my eyes off the screen to write something down. You know, this movie took me three hours to watch because I stopped to take notes. Yeah, yeah, all the time. That there's an opening. I couldn't stop watching it. That's the thing. I nearly did that. So we're start watching it. The very beginning is very important. We have... There's so much happening. That opening is like, that's a hell of an opening. Okay, but before that, stuff. before that, there's the two men sitting in the car. We're looking out through the windshield. Right, right. It's raining. There's a super tall soccer guy who we're going to find out is called Atsu. He's chasing this young woman onto the subway. She almost makes it into the train, but doesn't. Her foot gets caught. And of course, her skirt has to fly up, revealing her underwear. And this causes a delay in the train, so the soccer man makes it on board. Yeah. This is where things lead into what you were talking about. An absolutely ridiculous, super fast-paced montage that... It's three minutes long of just, like, flashing images, basically. <laughs> it's impossible to follow. Many things relate to other things you're going to see later in the movie. Sure. You don't really know that. At this point, I started to think is this going to be the whole movie? So I started taking a whole lot of notes about this montage. <laughs> and then I nearly stopped taking notes. And I was just going to watch it once. Yeah. 
and then come back so that I wouldn't have to be watching it constantly. I typically, with a first time through, I want to be watching everything anyway so that I don't miss anything. But in particular, when it's subtitled and I have to read the subtitles, I need to be watching the whole time. That does slow things down a bit. There's also no stopping in this movie. Well, there are, there are, there are some musical numbers you can kind of yeah. rush through. But for the most part, every five seconds, somebody is saying something or something is happening, or there's something weird going on, on the screen. So there's just not a lot of time to take notes while you're watching. But I just paused and paused and paused and paused. But when it came to montages, I gave up. After about the first <laughs> minute of this one, I went, well, I'm done with that. I'm not going to write down everything. They do connect, and that would be possibly an interesting thing for you to do. I'm not interested in doing that. I know that it's there. There are definitely some things like the cartoonish time reversal superhero mm-hmm. that like cartoon, even in this world, comes from a cartoon, is very important and is, to be honest, in my opinion, very much a kind of crux of the whole what story we're given. Yeah. So that's important. Some of the characters and events happen later or are related to characters we see later. But I honestly, I don't care enough to want to go through piece by piece and put them all together. Did you? The thing is, I just basically watched this and then I would stop it occasionally to take a bunch of notes or if something really important happened. But I, I, I knew after the first three minutes, like this is a kind of movie that I, I need to just let it wash over me. So I didn't really. But by the end of it, I kind of noticed a few things. There's definitely a lot of stuff you could unpack from that opening because that opening is also the ending as well. It's not. It's, it's, well, it's almost the same. It's changed. Yeah. So just beware of that. The montages have some similar clips, yeah. but are very different. And I think that that's important. Yeah. But I think that we, we need to get to that when we get to the second like montage. Things like the can that she picks up out of the thing. It's got those little kind of weird red like hearts on it. Like It looks almost like jellyfish. That design that's on the can is kind of the Yakuza's car key keychain as well there's there's little things like everything is yeah like you said everything is kind of intertwined linked up somehow but to me usually i'd be all over that trying to thread things together but not for this i think this movie just is what it is it's definitely not a plot driven movie it's just an experience driven movie and that's what i wanted to do was just experience it i think that's why i'm not as interested in connecting all the bits because it's not really important to the plot it's not yeah well, I mean, we're in the spoiler section, right? So the plot isn't important because the plot gets rewritten. Yeah. A couple times, I think. I mean, there, is, I mean, there basically is no plot. Like, I mean, what would you say the plot is? The plot is a guy... <laughs> yeah, it's a great ha- plot, ha- yeah. A guy has a second go at life and yeah. lives it differently. <laughs> That's it. That's pretty much the plot. There's a lot of themes going on, like, you know, right. but t- I think that taking there's... chances and, you know, living your life to the fullest. And that's that's what the movie's about. It's not it's not a plot. It's a theme. But I think, no, I could buy that. I could, I could buy that it's a theme or in this case, I think multiple themes yeah. that are happening. But I think that the opening part does have a plot and that it does connect because it comes back around again. The plot is a whole, I'm not going to spoil it. But if you've seen the movie Sliding Doors, then you know kind of what's going on here. It's a very similar theme, a similar storytelling mechanic that they're doing. But you don't know that until the end in this one. Whereas Sliding Doors kind of makes it much more apparent as to what's going on. In this movie, we're going to see Nishi and Mian. They 
had a crush as, on each other as children. They started sending each other notes, and then she started dating other guys. But here they are. I guess they just happened to meet again on this subway train. Mm -hmm. And she's saying things like, oh, you didn't know I lived so close to you all this time. I live with my sister. They end up going to the restaurant, and the restaurant is a key scene. So in the restaurant, we get to meet her sister, Jan, and their father, who is not a very nice guy. No. He basically... Just brags about all the women he slept with. Yes. <laughs> to get to his own daughter. <laughs> Come on. Nishi is planning to become a comic artist in Tokyo, and that's what brings that up. Oh, Tokyo, so many beautiful women. I had women here and women there, and he's also now, we know, with a younger woman as well, who Jan says is about the same age as her. And he also mentions that Mian used to write about Nishi all the time mm -hmm. and her feelings, I guess, in her diary or something. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know where she would be writing it down that the dad would technically be able to read it. So I'm assuming he snuck in and read mm. their diary. Nishi, he does a lot of this. This is something about the Japanese animation style that I don't really like. These overly emphatic speeches. Mm -hmm. He does it all the time, <laughs> like throughout this movie. And saying, oh, you shouldn't be so terrible because I love the Uchida family women yeah. and you're a terrible man. <laughs> it's just too much. It's just too much. But the whole time, so on the way here, Nishi's making really inappropriate statements to me. And I don't know why she's friends with this guy. And they've cut the scene of what if I got married? I know I'm young, but what if I got married? We assume they're about. 20 based on some of the the context we've been given and so in the restaurant will enter her boyfriend mm -hmm. who's just a truck driver but he's a really handsome guy big uh, buff guy with his full head of hair and <laughs> <laughs> i'm not jealous nishi has hair too though so I'm that's not me. his issue yeah <laughs> but nishi is uh very jealous of him you get all these this Part of what frustrates me about this movie is it's very difficult to know what is supposed to be real and what is supposed to be imaginary. And there are many times where he says things or he imagined things and then they're taken back. They're taken away from us. So add that with time reversal. <laughs> and it's, yeah, that, that's part of why the plot part of this movie just doesn't work for me. But to be it's fair, the, the time reversal thing happens like twice in the whole movie though it's not it's not something that is it is, it does but if it erases the entire movie i just saw yeah well it, but that is the entire movie you just saw you know that's the whole point of it is that different decisions and different encounters and have different consequences that's it you're not gonna sell me i'm not trying you're to not sell gonna sell, okay <laughs> i'm it's, just saying that's what it is i mean that may be what it is but that's not gonna make me enjoy it anymore mm. the thing is I spent an hour and a half watching a movie that got erased. Yeah, but it, but you to had, be erased again like ten minutes later. But you had a well. I mean, I had a good time watching it. The getting there was what was fun. Yeah, the part in the whale was very interesting. The yeah. All right, let's let's get through it. Let's get through it. So was good. The restaurant. In walks the soccer guy and the other guy. I guess they're tied to the yakuza in some way. Yeah. The one guy, I never learned his name. I just always called him Atsu's partner because he's just there. Just I'm sure in the IMDb pay, page it's there somewhere, but we so rarely get names name. that yeah. <laughs> it, it's really hard to match up even with that. Things are going to get ridiculously out of hand. Apparently, the father 
stole or took somehow he got the world cup tickets oh yeah that's right and that's why the soccer guy is really mad who's like a real soccer guy yes but not a player he's a player for the world cup because he says he's like the maradona of osaka or something like that. i think he was that yeah, he, he was. Is, he's not anymore. He's not now. No, 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 no. He was a real soccer guy, but he is not So anymore. now he's just this big, beefy psycho that really wants to see the World Cup, <laughs> like, really badly. The father hides the sister, Jan. She tries to cover. Oh, he's not here. I think he went away for a couple of days. Things are going to get ridiculously out of hand. Atsu is... Well, the dad has also taken his girlfriend away, which was... I've got her name down here somewhere, but yeah, Rico. He took her away as well. So the dad's done this guy um, twice. So maybe right? that's the maybe that's the girl that they were talking about earlier on. Then is that who he was talking about? Who the daughter was talking about earlier? Like he's got this girlfriend. She's yes. the same age as me, right? Yes. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. So he's done a double then. Yeah. To this guy, yes. And so Atsu goes crazy. He knocks out man's boyfriend and says I'm like oh he should have stayed awake because he'll understand the pain i'm about to put him through yeah he's just a terrible terrible person yeah he starts ripping me on his clothes we know what he's leading up to yeah but because she says something to nishi like are you there yeah atu finds him curled up on a ball on the floor and sticks the gun up his ass. and shoots him and kills him but- just as nishi was saying like i'm gonna hurt you yeah Right through the butt at the top of his head. Yeah. Yes. Then we get the afterlife, sort of. What there is of it. We're yeah. meant to believe this is God, the ever-changing character. I like this. I like this idea. This is probably a really awesome way to represent God. Because like, he's just looking at him and it's like his mind is so screwed just by looking at God that he can't actually see him for what he really is. So he's like, at one point he's a fish smoking a cigarette. At the next moment, he's like this weird guy with a massive beard. Then he's something else. It's basically like the infinite probability drive from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Just constantly going through all these weird changes. But yeah, th- this part was cool. And we find out that God is also an... If that's who it really is. At least an English subtitle says something like, Are you God? And the other character says, Yeah, if that's what you want. <laughs> you know, it, there was something very non-committal to it. Yeah. Like, uh, I've got a date, which is also very weird. So if you'll just go through the red portal... And just uh, fade out of existence. That would be great. Nishi's not going to do that. He's going to run back the other way through the blue one and have to keep his mind focused (laughs) as God turns into a cheetah or something and is telling Nishi, you can't do it. It's not possible. Yeah. But then he does make it through. And then he's going to change the past because he's... Not just back into his body, but he's back into his body just before he died. So he's going to clinch his butt cheeks, <laughs> flip over with the gun, and kill Atsu. Yeah, man. Glamour. Then they're going to take off. They're going to steal the car, car. yeah. And leads to a crazy action car chase. Yeah, a, a very weird car chase. Like <laughs> The accuser are attacking them with a pickaxe and a chainsaw. They are... Uh, there are 11 of them that appear yeah. immediately, and all the cars are numbered. Yeah. At one point, the Yakuza falls off onto the road, but he manages to keep running <laughs> like Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> Nishi is uh, speechifying through the whole thing. Like, I'm not going to give up. We can do this. He tries to ramp over one of those car carriers, but can't make it. And he's like, I'm going to do stunt driving and 
tries to flip the car on the side to get through, which doesn't work very <laughs> well. Wheels through it instead. Everybody gets all bloody. Yeah. Leads up to well, there's the boss of the yakuza yeah, who calls, calls him, him and explains the situation he's in. There's a trap on the bridge. Nishi is going to basically drive off the side of the bridge. Everybody else is going to get crashed, and there's going to be a giant tsunami that washes over the whole bridge to take care of them anyway. Yeah, well, because the giant whale caused it, I guess. Yes, though it's very unclear at this point that that's what's happening. Well, you can see its mouth opening. It's very dark, though, and this movie, nothing really makes sense. (laughs) So even if I saw a clear whale there, I would just assume that it was Nishi's imagination. Right. (laughs) But yeah, there's going to be a whale because that's where our characters are all going to end up. For pretty much the rest of the movie. For the majority of it. They are going to be pseudo-rescued by Gramps, I guess we'll call him. Yep. Who takes them to his fort that he's made inside the belly of the whale. Which is amazing. There's a lot of detail in this room is when they're panning over it. Didn't write down everything that's in there, but that was such a cool, very detailed... When you're saying that he had a hand in doing some of the animation for Akira, this is like the kind of Akira level of detail that I saw in this room. Um, It's really well drawn and way far more detailed than anything we've seen so far. So I guess if you really wanted to analyze it, there's probably a lot of meaning to this room in the first place. Because, yeah, they've done a lot of weird animations before and they've we, we didn't even mention like the kind of almost live action stuff that they've... They cut to. I don't like that at all. I yeah, really that was really like weird. That. I don't mind it. I mean, it's, it's art. So it's like... Uh, I'll, I'll, See, I'll that's roll the difference. It. If you're going to look at this as art, it's a very different thing. But for me, an art film is not the same as a movie, which is typically what I want. Mm-hmm. I want there to be a plot. I want there to be something more. There are some interesting visuals, but I think part of the problem is they... I don't know exactly how it worked, but I suspect, my suspicion anyway, is that they set up different crews of people in their animation department and said, you're doing this section, do it whatever style you want. Because that's why we get such disparate ways of things being done. I've seen this before where it can work very well, but this one, it just seems to happen very haphazardly. And there's not really, to me, a reason sometimes for the changeover, like the changeover to the live action real people faces that they've animated i guess is to cut in on the emotion but sometimes it's not really on a good part for that so i i don't know if there's kind of a logic behind their choices that they've done or if they just did what they thought would look cool in the moment i think they definitely put some thought into it though because i think that all those live action bits and all the kind of really jarring stuff all comes in the beginning and then this art style that we're in in the belly of the whale pretty much stays constant throughout the rest of the movie. They don't really change it up that much. I wouldn't say through the rest of the movie, but I would say a lot of the whale whale. part is consistent, but there are still moments of... There's a couple, yeah. The room is very weird. It's got mannequins, lots of underwear for some reason. Dirty old man. Once a pervert, always a pervert. Speaking of which, he offers them a hot bath, which of course the two guys are going to peek in on. And, and say that exact line. What's that? <laughs> and say that exact line that I just said, once a pervert, always a pervert. Okay. <laughs> then there's the dinner where they find out that Gramps is good at making sushi. Everything. Yeah. And they live inside of a whale. Which For we a will while. find out. It's much like Pinocchio and... Job. 
<laughs> I don't know if Joe made a whole <laughs> life going in there, but yes. This part starts to lead into the characters exploring their passions. Yep. Mian starts swimming a lot because she had wanted to be a swimmer. They make reference to the fact that her curves got in the way of that. Yan, she's the most frustrating one because she gets into weird she, dances she's and like art. Some performance artist. That scene where she's just like dumping buckets of color over her body and then running out of screen and imprinting her outline, I guess, onto this thing was just like that went on forever. Yes. <laughs> That they was a whole color. song and dance number. Yeah. And there's like gigantic balloons. And like, is that not the scene where they've got like the bamboos attached? Can they do like jump rope? I think it gets to that at the end, yes. <laughs> oh my god, that was absolutely hilarious. I love that. I love that scene, man. <laughs> I knew. I knew you would. I was sitting there the whole time uh, going, well, I'm glad Darren at least is going to enjoy this. <laughs> This is the type of thing. I, I don't like musical movies. Yeah, you never have. Even even in things like Steven Universe, man, you're always like, oh, man, are you going to sing again? It depends, right? There are some where it works if there's action going on behind it. And then there's the Steven Universe movie, which I did not work for me. Okay. It is primarily a musical. Right, okay. And that doesn't work for me. If the song can progress the story in some way, perhaps. But for the most part... Musicals just don't work for me because we could skip this and it wouldn't make a difference to the plot. Right. And that's part of what frustrates me about this. This whole idea of they have time to do what they want to do. Mian is swimming. Yeah, is doing her art stuff. Despite what I think of it, she's taking the time to follow her passion. Sure. Nishi is drawing more and he's enjoying it. Gramps is cooking, I guess. Like. <laughs> That idea of we had to run from the Yakuza, we had to run from life, but in doing so, it allowed us to explore what we really want to explore in life and spend each day the way we really want to, leading up to the romance finally happening between Mian and Nishi. That concept is fantastic, and I really love that. But their execution of it is not my style at all. And that dance number and the synchronized swimming and all of that stuff that went into the music number. The synchronized swimming, no, like you can cut that <laughs> with the with the weird Loch Ness dinosaur thing. Yeah, okay, that's just madness. It's a great concept, and I'll say that about a number of things in this movie. It does do interesting things. The ever-changing appearance of God in the afterlife. The fact that they were saying the afterlife doesn't matter and they're expecting everybody to just walk to the red portal anyway. Yeah. And this, this concept of if you could remove yourself from the world, what would you do? It's really, really good. But I wasn't enjoying it. You know, I, I love the idea, but I, I don't enjoy what's going on here. I love the, the love scene as well is quite amazing. That was a really interesting way to do a kind of sex scene, I guess, between... It was, though I had a huge question mark behind it for a long time because I wasn't sure it was really happening. Oh, yeah. Well. Because we've seen many things that happen in Nishi's head, but we don't actually have happen in our plot line, in our story. That was another, like, three-minute long scene. It was a scene. long one, yeah. So I think it took until about a minute in before I went, I, I think maybe it is <laughs> this time, finally. Even though they've got all this time and they're pursuing their true passions, 
they still want to go back to the real world where they could where they could possibly be killed by Yakuza. They do, but they also have been fantasizing about it. Nishi was imagining this whole day with his three kid fans who are desperate to please him. Mm. And Jan was dreaming of winning art awards and performing. They were having all of this, but yeah, I mean, I get it. That's you want to get out of the whale, right? You don't want to stay there forever. I mean, I think what they're trying to say, though, what I took away from it was that you can get what you want, but you always want more. I could see that, but I think that part of it is creating art just for yourself has a ceiling to its enjoyment, whereas sharing it with others is what they really want to do. You can pursue it on your own, and you can strive for greatness, but until you really share it with the world, it's just for you. All of their fantasies seem to be about wanting a fan reaction or wanting other people to experience what they are creating. Yeah. And so I think that that would be part of it. Do we want to talk about the comic swimming contest where Mian is representing Earth and they're swimming through the air oh, yeah. against I aliens? <laughs> I love the bit when they go through the tunnel and say, okay, cameras are off, and then everyone's like punching out of each other and uh, oh, uh, yeah, everyone's like uh, like punching each other she's got like a bloody nose and stuff but it, but when they get out of the tunnel it's all like back to the normal racing again uh, it's pretty funny uh, but I, I have no idea what that's even about that whole thing I think it's just again fantasy mm-hmm. and wanting to be part of the world there was that whole story that Nishi told about the people who survived, they went to space to find more food, and then they had to live off of the poop of some animal, and some other giant creature wanted the poop, and they had to fight for it. Yeah, poop. Poop stories, man. Poop doesn't do it for me. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say this was the key scene in the <laughs> film for you, that you loved it so much. I mean, it's interesting, but does it fit in the story? There, there are just so many things in this that are just so disparate, so different. Yeah, I mean, I'm all up for something that's bizarre and weird and random, but I don't know, there's a certain type of random. I've got my limit, I've got my, my kind of cap on randomness, and some of it went a bit too far, and it was just like, you're just throwing in things now that just don't seem to work. Not just in this movie, but in other movies like it. Even in my games that I play, you know, I like to play really weird, tripped-out games as well. Yeah, the, there's some parts of this that are just like, nah. When they're running through the whale, when they're get, getting through the tsunami, that's all. I love that part. And there's some really bananas bits in that. Like, what the hell is it? They all lose their clothes at some point. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a part where Nishi is trying to save Gramps, and Gramps falls back. But then again, the tiny Loch Ness monsters <laughs> to save them. <laughs> they're running like... Through a building at one point? There's a building inside the whale? Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. They're, they build up to that. I do like that they at least put a little thought into this of, well, we are going to row and we're going to practice and practice, but even that's not good enough. We need to build a motor for our boat. But when they say that's not good enough and they're remembering back to their biology lesson of some creature that can walk on the surface tension of the water... And so they can all run on the surface oh, of the yeah, water. Oh, the water striders, yeah, yeah. You're going a little yeah. far. The hairs, on, the hairs on their feet make them the surface tension. They can walk on the surface yeah. tension. Well, like, how well, hairy are your feet? You don't have hairy feet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you've got this whole montage like of them training, and they're all determined now to get out of the whale, and they've got motorboats that they can 
attached to the rowing boat. I thought it was going to be like an inside-out kind of moment where they're all rowing and rowing and rowing, but they can't get over. So I thought Gramps was just going to jump out and sacrifice himself to let them through. I'm kind of glad that they didn't do that. Not that they would have been copying, because I think Inside Out came way after after this. Uh, But I was going to see, did Inside Out copy this, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think that I would say that in any way. Oh, man. What? Yeah. Copying other animation ideas? Like, yeah. Why not? What's the problem? Because I've seen Inside Out, and this movie is nothing like it. But before you even get to the office that you mentioned earlier, there's, there's an a giant tanker, a jet. Yeah, they're running into Yeah, he's running the up, most up the side of the airplane. Yeah, I mean, I get a boat. Okay, the, the whale swallowed an oil tanker, but it looks like the whale swallowed a 747, an entire fully stocked office building, like with tables, chairs, coffee machines. <laughs> there comes a point where they're actually running just through matter. <laughs> like, there's just like molecules. They're, yeah, they're, running, they're running through actual fabric of the universe. It's pretty cool. We're going to cut then to city shots. We're going to see time passing quickly, which I put possible futures question mark. Yeah. There's a couple moving in, but again, part of the problem here of the different art styles is that I'm not sure who these characters are necessarily meant to be. Mm-hmm. I think some of them are possibly meant to be Mian and Nishi. I think so. But they don't look like them, as we've ever seen them up until now. Right. So that makes it very confusing to know what's going on. So if that's important to them, this was a bad judgment call. Yeah, I, I actually didn't even know when I was watching it. I was like, yeah, these are just like random people. It felt like it, and there are times where the movie does random stuff. So how would we know? Yeah. We're going to focus on Gramps, and he's got on the time reverse belt, Mm -hmm. which I'm assuming is related to the story he told about he was going to do a big drug deal or something. He took the wrong comic case. It must have had this belt in it, which would have been his (laughs) son's toy belt. Yeah, his cosplay toy or something like that. (laughs) It reverses time. So we're now back to the very beginning of the movie. Atsu and his partner are in the car in the rain. This time, as Mian runs, she actually makes it into the subway. As we see a cell phone, there's like a text going out saying, the story has never been to the end. And because she made it, Atsu doesn't. So that whole thing changes. That whole bit in the whale apparently never exists now. We see a mind game title card, a huge montage with some of the clips from the first major montage and some new ones. In this one, I did notice that there was a baby from the first one, and this time I noticed because of the darkness under the eyes that it must be the Yakuza boss. So there's a lot more of kind of the Yakuza boss that's mixed in here for some reason. Uh, We see more shots of the kids as they're growing up. And then at the end, we see Gramps in the boat again, and the title card comes up again, and then another one that says, this story has never ended. Yeah. And apparently will never end because it will just keep going and going and going. But this is part of why I get frustrated. Well, then, was there ever a story in the first place? Like, it just feels like they gave me the first one, and then they did a very rushed second one. And basically, if they're going to just keep changing time and what happens all the time, then none of what I saw really matters or has any weight to it. And that's part of what really frustrates me. It's like when a series retcons a whole season. We'll say, oh, that whole season was a dream or something like that. I, but, I do not like that. But, but, but that's different. Like that's that. completely different, though. Okay, why would that be different? Because that 
in that case, they, they are plot driven and they're giving you a story and you're building up the story and then they're taking it away from you. I can get it. It's like the whole, the big thing in the eighties when like, Oh, JR shot whatever his name was. And it was all a dream. What was it? No, J- somebody bought JR so, was, it was shot. That's right. JR shot somebody. <laughs> I mean, maybe he did. I didn't watch Dallas. That no, wasn't my thing. I didn't watch Dallas. My parents did, but I remember the big, like the big, what, what was the who like, shot JR? Yeah, who shot JR? Yeah, nobody, because it was all a dream, and everyone was like, really? major spoiler for all of Dallas. But... <laughs> you bet. So yeah, so when that when it, when it, when there's a plot driven story, and then they remove it from you, yeah, of course, it's like yeah, that's that's rubbish. But this is not a plot driven story. It's an experience. It's about these themes. There's no real plot. So when it goes back and just goes into a time loop or this thing's never happens, everything everything's now changed and it will keep changing forever. It is what it is. That's it. It's not a plot-driven story. So there's no plot to remove from me. I was not upset with the movie because there was no plot. Well, your whole part in the whale didn't happen then. It maybe not. Well, it didn't. It actually didn't happen. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But it did because I saw it and I was there. So it did happen. I got to see that. They don't get to see that. And that's cool. I got to experience something and see something that they will never. I got to see behind the curtain. And that's why I I love that. (laughs) I love that kind of stuff. So, yeah. If you listen to this and you didn't watch it and you want to watch it now, more power to you. I think that there are a lot of people with such a high Rotten Tomatoes score from the audience. There are a lot of people that like it. And obviously this was recommended to us. It's just not my kind of movie. And I don't think it will ever be my kind of movie. However, you enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, have you seen... I don't know if Waking Life is a good comparison. Maybe maybe um, animation-wise, for some parts, Waking Life is really... It's an interesting movie, an animated movie about philosophy, I guess. They talk to different professors. It's inverted commas deep movie i guess where they discuss different philosophies from different university professors but it's all done this really weird wishy-washy animation and very shaky cam like um scanner darkly kind of animation not for people that get motion sickness for sure but yeah like that or like you said i, I it See, it's a- funny you say that because scanner darkly is what i was thinking of when we saw the god scene in this one right the constant changing I was very harsh on a Scanner Darkly the first time I watched it. The second time when I finally went back and watched it again, there was a lot more to it. I think I just wanted them to be more exploratory with what they could do with animation. But after having watching this movie, maybe I'm glad that they didn't go as far as they could have because this movie for me goes too far. And like you said, I didn't know that they had a hand in the Animatrix and that makes a lot of sense as well because definitely you can see that in this movie. So, yeah, thanks for the recommendation. I liked it. So Feel free to give us more. Yeah, man, definitely. More. I need more of this, for sure. I don't need more of this, <laughs> but feel free to give us more of something else. Gaps filled and more gaps created. Next time. Today we're going to discuss a game called The Payne's Creek Killings. And this is fantastic, because there are a number of things in the game that you think you can open, it seems like you can open every door in the game, and then you're going to find out, no, you really can't. That's why I would have said, I think I wrote that in my notes, I said it's a giant escape room, rather than an escape, an escape room, this is an escape town. I warn you this, if you've not played it and you're about to play it, 
it's not quite as big as it feels when you first jump into it. Please just let him be it, and then that'll be that'll be the twist. Like, oh, we said it was him, but you didn't think it was, but... All this and more on the next episode of Filling in the Gaps. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play that because we can't spoil the whole inside out as well. Oh yeah, just delete all that. Right. It's got nothing to do with inside out. Um and I don't know even though I'm talking about it because no one's ever gonna hear this. So bleep 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 bleeps. <laughs>